Happy holidays and a warm welcome from the Digital Health Disruptors podcast brought to you by Charm Health. Here, we empower forward-thinking clinicians on the cutting edge of digital health. A massive shout out to our dedicated listeners for fueling the success of our inaugural podcast season. Your support has been truly the driving force behind our journey. Here's to breaking new ground and embracing innovation together in the seasons ahead. With each fresh episode we drop, our listener family keeps growing and growing ever since we embarked on this incredible journey. If you've missed out on our season one kickoff, fear not. Now's the golden moment to dive in, catch up, and binge listen to the captivating content we've poured our hearts into. All episodes are available on your favorite podcast platforms. And guess what? We just dropped them on YouTube as well. While we're going to be taking a mid-season break to be with our real-life disruptors, we wanted to reflect on the innovation we've covered so far and give you a preview of the kind of trailblazers you can expect to hear from in the new year. So far, we've had the privilege of speaking to innovators such as Dr. Art Wallace, a UCSF cardiac anesthesiologist, professor, and innovator whose real-life experiences with the healthcare system inspired him to innovate. My mom developed a glioblastoma multiforme when I was nine. No one quite knew what it was, and she got better. And then about six months later, I went up to say, hey, um, I'd like to go see the Pink Panther, and she went, Ooh had collapsed on the floor with a seizure. And I thought, how do I not have other people have this experience? We heard from the clinician entrepreneur, Dr. Rachel Cooperman, the CEO and founder of Eyes, which is a medtech AI startup changing the neurological care landscape. Dr. Cooperman shares her journey as a woman entrepreneur. One of the challenges is this idea that I found that seems to impact women particularly is this, is this idea that you can mentor women to succeed. And mentoring is somehow a placement for opportunity. And it's just not the case. I mean, mentoring, I think, can be really powerful and it can increase your network, but you can't use it to open up every door. And, you know, I think that's it's problematic because it makes people feel better that they're doing something to improve, for example, the 2% funding rate that women have when it comes to venture. But it's just not, it's not enough to really change the underlying bias that are present in the system. And most recently, Dr. Joshua Tamaya Sarver, he talks about the true meaning of innovating at the point of care using the art of listening. What we need to do is figure out a better way of communicating, which sounds weird, but like, I actually think the problem is that we don't talk to each other well enough. And part of that problem is, I, I think, and this gets to a more fundamental issue we have, I think, as humans, is we want to be seen and understood, and we believe that we should speak and others should understand. As a clinician, I think you actually, if you're talking to engineers, you need to learn how to speak as an engineer. Conversely, when the engineer is speaking back to the clinician, I think the engineer needs to learn how to speak as a clinician. Twenty twenty four will prove to be even more disruptive with guests like Dr. Kyra Bobinet, the CEO of Fresh Try, a cutting edge neuroscience based health behavior change platform developed with and for Walmart associates. She'll share her journey from medical doctor to successful female entrepreneur and best selling author, as well as her advocacy for the iterative mindset method. We will explore learned helplessness 
and how letting go of failure can help disruptors craft digital tools that contribute to enhanced patient outcomes and ultimately happier lives. I was always curious about learned helplessness, you know, this kind of stasis, this stuckness that was going on. And for me, the big aha was in my first book, I was just doing research on motivation. And I looked at um, the neuroscience behind motivation. And there was this very, very early study or two around how the habenula, which is a new area I'd never heard of, it's like half a centimeter in your thalamus, um, super, super tiny area of the brain was actually operant in suppressing one's motivation. So that was clue number one. Clue number two is that there was a separate study that showed on fMRI that when somebody thinks they failed at something or they become risk averse, the habenula lights up. And so I kind of put, you know, the chocolate and peanut butter together in that moment. And I was like, wow, like this is significant. And basically those were like two, you know, uh, pieces of the puzzle that then all of the inter intermittent puzzle pieces are now being filled in. So now the picture is much more fulsome. It's much more developed in terms of the habenula basically being the most powerful behavioral controller that has ever been found. Next up, we have technologist Professor Sharam Yusufi, the brain behind Mesh AI, a scheduling app transforming healthcare for clinics and hospitals. As the co-founder and CEO, he dwells into the intersection of his values and background, shaping the vision and mission of his startup. Listen in as he highlights the entrepreneurial spirit within academia and how it can be a superpower when tackling healthcare challenges. As academics, we're taught to be perfectionists, at least my era for the past 20 years. And that is the biggest killer of entrepreneurship. You just cannot be perfect. So you have to understand design imperfection, controlled imperfection, and then work through a series of iterations to get a product out, get feedback on it. And this is not only the product development aspect of it, but also the business development aspects that they cannot be perfect. Keep an eye out for our upcoming episode featuring Dr. Divya Chander, an anesthesiologist, neuroscientist, futurist, and a founder of a stealth startup. She will provide her perspectives on the future of medicine and neurotechnology, discussing the current presence of devices capable of reading and writing the brain for diagnostic and therapeutic applications. This idea that mind reading might take off is actually a very real thing. Uh, the Japanese actually tried to reconstruct what people were seeing in their dreams by putting them into fMRI machines, having them fall asleep, dream. They would record the neural activity, wake them up, have them uh, basically um, keep a dream journal, and then they would correlate what they put in their dream journals with the neural activity and could predict dreaming in uh, during sleep. We can't wait to share all this and more with you in the second half of our first season. Thanks again for your support. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. And if you're a clinician entrepreneur and want to find out more about the Charm Health ecosystem, where technologists and clinician entrepreneurs connect, ideate, and thrive, go to charmhealth.com slash charmalot subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. See you in a few weeks. Mm -hmm.